Hey guys, do you like sports? Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. You listen to the Sports Dance Podcast. So go rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Uh, this really helps the show, guys. If you want other people to uh, hear our hot sports takes as well, then you can do these things and really help us out. So again, Sports Dance on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Enjoy the show. The Sports Dance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, he was robbed at gunpoint on his way over here. Psych! It's Greg Cowan, everybody! What's happening? Not much, man. I'm sorry I scared you with that story, you know. Sometimes my imagination gets the best of me. I saw a Ronald McDonald statue like on the side of the road with his hand out. I thought it was a gun. thought it was a clown robbing me. Uh, yeah. I freaked a little. I got the text message. Uh, hey, man, got robbed at gunpoint. Uh, a clown pointed a gun at me. I said, whatever. Didn't get on my knees. I was you very proud of you. pressed it to my forehead. I was very proud of you. We're going to get into the Lochte thing, but what do you think would have happened if you had just done like a classic psych? Like, can you bring back psych? Uh, if anybody could do it, it's Ryan Lochte. Like, you're in middle school, and it's just like, oh, man, you're really good at, at kickball. Psych! He, you know? He's that much of a bro that if anybody can do it, and he's also dumb as rocks. Yeah. Uh, so he could do the psych, and people would totally be like, ah, ha, ha, Ryan. I don't step too much on that, uh, that toes, but I really think that that would have been the way to go. Just, uh, even in the statement this morning, just did a classic psych. Um... Cool. Very nice. Uh, well, we're going to get into everything. We're going to get into MLB. We're going to get into NFL. Um, uh, the newest recurring segment on the show is called James's Excuses. Yeah, what's it today? I've been battling a cold for the last like few days. I actually have NyQuil right in front of me. So uh, even though this is 1030 in the morning, I'm probably going to pop a couple of those and then just head right to bed after this. Just pop just popping them. <clears> just down. popping them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the excuse for this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, James has a cold. Um, but before we get into anything, Greg, before we get into um, all of the storylines that we have going into this week of sports, how are you, man? What's happening? What's new with you? Uh, not too much. I uh, had a kind of a busy week. Uh, drove down to New Jersey on Monday. Gross. Yeah, I know. Uh, thanks. Uh, I, I love this state, too. Uh, no, so I had to drop off some furniture for my sister-in-law with my father-in-law, but he was nice because I had to pick up a chair from my mom's house because she moved. Gotcha. A lot, of, a lot of furniture stuff. I've been getting week. a lot of flack to try to get that chair because it's super crowded because it's her furniture and my future father, stepfather's <laughs> ne- next week, actually, is the wedding. Fantastic. Yeah. Can't wait. I got yeah. my tux ready. Yeah. Black tie affair. <laughs> Black tie affair. Uh, but no, yeah. So I did that this earlier this week. Quit my insurance job yesterday. It's exciting. So hopefully, you know, I find another job quickly, but you, just couldn't do that anymore. And you told me you, uh, you did it amicably. You I did. did it. You didn't, uh, you didn't storm out. No. You didn't throw any tables, any chairs or anything like that. I work from home, so that probably would have been really bad to do. <laughs> yeah, just throw your own chairs. Yeah. That actually would have been better, man, because you would have still gotten the aggression out, but you wouldn't have actually had any lawsuits on your hand, and that's, that's all good. Wife comes home, what happened to the dining room set? Uh, I quit my job, and uh, you know, I stormed out of the office. I was upset. Very excited. I was really angry. All right, cool, man. <laughs> what about you, James? What have you been up to this week? <sighs> I don't know, man. Just, just trying to get rid of this cold. I finished up Stranger Things. I think we already talked about that. Loved it. Um, and then I uh, also saw Sausage Party last night, uh, which is fantastic. We also went to the movies. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so and that's going to inform one of our segments later on. But I have a quick uh, question about Sausage it. Party. Yeah. Did you find the tacos to be stereotypical? Did I find the tacos? No. I, have I, you seen that story? Yeah, <laughs> about trying, I don't know. Where, it's like some dumb story. Some f- uh, People being too sensitive. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of stereotypes in it. That was the whole point of it. There, it was a, it was an animated movie. It was cartoon. Like the bagel was Jewish, you know, like which is hilarious. Yeah, Edward Norton doing a, uh, it was Edward Norton doing a Woody Allen impression. It was kind of unbelievable. Yeah, like the fact that they got big name celebrities to do these stereotypes. Yeah, kind of exactly. shows you that nobody gives a shit. I think. Yeah, I think that everyone was just having a good time. Yeah, 
Uh, cool, man. So let's get into it. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, you want to start with the MLB first? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot going on in the MLB. I tried finding stuff, but it's basically the same old, same old. Big things that, you know, at least for us, since, you know, we are in Massachusetts, Red Sox are always a hot topic. Yeah. Uh, Red, Red Sox. Sox bullpen as of late has been horrible. Uh, in the past seven games, they've blown three of them. So, you know, that's fantastic going forward. Yeah, they've had a run going into the seventh. Or they had a they had a one or more run lead going into the seventh inning, and they've lost it every single game. Yeah, and Tazawa is especially like one of the biggest uh, people on that. So if you don't know who Tazawa is, he's used to be a dominant eighth like inning setup man, and this year just he just doesn't seem to have it. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that you see tons of it because of where we are. Hate on them. Still doing great. Still only a game and a half out of first in the ALEs. But you would think with how people talk about it, the sky's falling, the world's coming to an end, the Red Sox should fire John Farrell, and the bullpen needs to all be traded. Yeah, which is weird because their last 10, they're still 7-3. and three. I mean, they had a yeah. seven-game win streak going into those last, uh, those, those last few games. But James, um, those three losses are the bullpen's fault. They are, well, that's kind of clear. Um, the Red Sox are in an interesting spot because they really do have probably one of the best uh, offenses I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Mookie Betts is lighting it up right now. Uh, yeah, he's really kind of thrown himself into the MVP race. Um, and they actually are getting some production in places you wouldn't normally expect it. Rick Porcillo, um, what is he now, 16-3? Uh, and three? Uh, Can we talk about the real MVP candidate on the team? Sandy Leone. <laughs> Sandy Leone, yeah. Um, would I would not have pegged him to be the catcher for the entire season um, <laughs> at the beginning. I wouldn't peg him to be training. the best offensive catcher in the league right now. Yeah, um, but I mean, hey man, he's hit the cover off the ball. Yeah, so it's an interesting road for the Red Sox. It looks like uh, in the standings right now, the Blue Jays are in first. The Orioles and the Red Sox are tied for second. Um, I, I don't want to brag that my prediction of the Red Sox in the wild card spot is, you know, coming true with the Blue Jays winning, but uh, still got a little over a month left. Totally destroyed that prediction. Oh, Good okay. job, James. Um, the rest of the MLB is pretty stagnant right now, man. I mean, like the Cleveland Indians are still up in the Central. The Rangers are still up in the West. Uh, Astros really dropped off. Um, yeah, they, I, they fell hard. That was one thing that I messed up on big time. I really, I, I believe too much in hey, the Astros. Hey, I mean, you you did have faith in Altuve, but with the Astros sucking so much. That's not going to happen. It is what it is, man. Um, and then in your National League, you, the Nationals are still running away, running away with it. The Cubs are still running away with it. Uh, in the West, that actually is getting a little bit more interesting. It, it, is my prediction right now winning in that category? I picked the Dodgers. I know you did. Um, and I really thought without Kershaw that they had no chance. Uh but man, I you know I, again a, a little bit too much faith in the in the even year stuff with it with the Giants. Can, can we there. say that Kershaw was actually the one holding the Dodgers back? If you want to say that, that'd be the hottest <laughs> take that anyone's ever said. Um, we uh, also no, no, this- nothing will ever beat Stephen A. Smith saying if he was the lawyer in the OJ case, he would have won. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, that, that will d- never be topped. Despite Stephen A. Smith, that might be the hottest take that anyone's ever said that Clayton Kershaw's <laughs> holding the Dodgers back. Um, Just saying. Do we have any updates on any of our predictions? I mean, it looks like Chris Bryant's getting closer and closer to that NL MVP. That was what I predicted. Yeah, I mean, I still have some faith, but I think Mookie Betts' resurgence may uh, hurt my Ortiz prediction for MVP. Yeah, there was no way that Ortiz was winning MVP. Hey, you know what? He's still having a hell of a year for his final year. No one wants to vote. Unlike A-Rod. No one's going to want to vote for Josh Donaldson as MVP of the AL because the Blue Jays, even despite being in first place, are just boring. Yeah, they're not. It's a, it's a they don't seem to be pick. like exciting as last year. Yeah, so like, there's um, not that like fun like aspect to them. Well, it's because like I, I feel like the the Red Sox, if they do get in, it's just going to be because of their. If if the Red Sox get into the postseason, it's going to be strictly because of their offense. Oh yeah. And uh, if you have a leadoff hitter who's just like <laughs> you know the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, well, I mean they've even changed lineup. The fact that Mookie Betts is now like their cleanup hitter and like switching <laughs> the lineup to that yeah, is ridiculous. So then you start with Pedroia, who's consistent, Bogarts, who's consistent, Ortiz, who you might pitch around, to get to Bogarts, who has like seven home runs 
in the past like five games. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's nuts. Um, I went to the game the other night, and Hanley had a couple home runs, a couple to straightaway center field over uh, the triangle, which is really impressive. You can go to straightaway center and Fenway. Yeah. That's a that's a bomb. You got to go to a fun game. I got to go to the game where the Yankees were losing like four to one. Yeah. Arod had a pinch hit at bat where we booed him like crazy, and then they came back. Oh, R.I.P. to uh, Giancarlo Stanton. That's that's sad. Yeah. Um, you know, we wanted. Uh, I I still think that this is, even though uh, he's out for the rest of the season, um, give that guy like at least a partial MVP for that home run derby performance, man. Dude, seriously, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't recovered. But from hey, it. hold on. Did you see that door that just creeped open a little bit? Uh, a Rod, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Miami needs a cleanup hitter. Uh, a Rod could play first base. I'm pretty sure he could just stand there. And there's been some pretty fantastic history of A Rod. You know, just being on the up and up in Miami, so yeah. I, I think that uh, I think it's all. I don't even think I don't even think they take A Rod on away games. Just have him play home games. The stars That's are it. aligning. That's all you need to do. He'll get um, four home runs if he does that. Get me to September, man, or get me to October with baseball right now. Because we need mid September. Like, this is dog days right now. This is it's getting bad. The, the fact there's no major storyline. This is like early seems. February in the basketball season. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's just, just like, like things are just are not happening. It's like stagnant storylines it's the same stuff so overshadowed at, by the olympics yeah i looked at mob like for espn news stories and other places and all of them are the same it's talking about the mets slipping and sliding are they gonna have a chance to make the playoffs cubs still dominating rizzo making amazing plays at first base uh red Sox bullpen pitching issues right it's just like all the same stuff over and over again it's like come on Give me some competitiveness. Give me some like fights. Give me, we haven't even had to. We haven't had to do a brawl breakdown in a while. Right. Um, all right. Cool. So, MLB. We'll talk to you when you get to October. Yeah, we'll we'll talk next week about it, but it'll probably be about the same. Next week, I think, is going to be our big because I'm ready for football season. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we like, might next, we might just do football next week. We might do like the full preview. Yeah, because we got we'll have a we'll have like. Probably like two preseason, two or three preseason games per team. In maybe the we'll books. do a short introduction to uh, maybe if we started a second podcast. It'll be a short one. It won't be like this one. Maybe with a sports stance for fantasy. We could do that. Fantasy stance. Um, that just brings us to the NFL right now. We've had a couple preseason games each. Um, you know, the, the Patriots have played a couple. Um, People can't see it at home right now listening, but I got my Eagles hat on. You got your Eagles hat on. Uh, Robert Griffin last night threw two touchdowns in his second in his second game for the Cleveland Browns. Must have been because of that tattoo he got on his arm. That yeah, oh, oof, brutal. Of that new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, this is this is bad news for. It's bad news for Cleveland fans if right now he's getting tattoos of Instagram models onto his arm and, and, then, like he's, been and then he's shortly. yeah and then he's uh, throwing two touchdowns in a preseason game yeah. because Griffin is going to do just enough to get Brown fans' hopes up. For this upcoming season, before it tears an ACL, or just look, or just like does Robert Griffin things and just look looks horrible. Yeah, but if he looks horrible, I feel like they'll blame it more on the offense around him because it's Cleveland. I guess I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see. Um, it's love, still jarring to see him in a Browns uniform, man. The I, best thing about that whole thing, though, with him being on the Browns and like the girlfriend and the tattoo and everything, yeah, is the fact that the story had to come out saying the team <laughs> is in full support of him and his divorce. Like, I've never heard anything come out of any clubhouse being like, hey, this guy's getting divorced. The whole team is behind him. Yeah. You just joined the team a few months ago. The team knows shit about your wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> but, yet, yeah, they're still behind you? Yeah, of course they're going to be behind you. You're their quarterback. If you're not mentally there, they know they're screwed. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else we want to touch on in the NFL? I mean, we're going to do a big preview next uh, week. I just but... want to touch on the Al Jazeera situation. Oh, Mainly right. okay, just because yeah, let's how talk, Let's is. talk about this. Okay, so Roger Goodell is, is now idiot. demanding that people, uh, that people who were named in the Al Jazeera report come in to be interviewed by the NFL. If you don't come in like and are interviewed, I think it's Clay, was it Clay Matthews, Julius Drew, Peppers, and then and, um, um, Harrison. James Harrison, yes. And if they do not come in to be interviewed by Roger Goodell, they will technically be non-cooperative, and they will invoke the article in the collective bargaining agreement that gives Roger Goodell the power to do whatever the hell he wants to do, uh, as evidenced by the ruling in the second appellate courts when Tom Brady tried to challenge Roger Goodell's authority. So everyone that was laughing at Tom Brady and saying this guy deserved to get suspended, all this kind of stuff, 
now has got to be shaking in their boots a little bit, Greg. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the story as a whole is just kind of ridiculous. The fact that the best thing I've heard about it so far is like people being like, we know Peyton talked to Roger about this whole situation (laughs) and everything was cleared with him. Of course. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? Even if Peyton did admit to it in some way, what's Goodell going to do to him? Be like, hey, you can't play. And he's going to be like, that's fine. I retired. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, do what you want. <laughs> I really am – I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just – I don't want to keep rehashing to Flategate. You oh. know, I, I want to get past it. Garoppolo looked really good last night, and I'm kind of ready and mentally prepared for Brady to miss these last couple of games. But like, I heard he sliced open his thumb, but, uh, of course, Bill Belichick didn't confirm that. Yeah, that's what people keep saying. But he last last week it was for a family, it was for personal reasons. He missed a game this week. He sliced open his thumb. I just don't think he wants to play. I don't. Um, well, this is the thing. I don't get what, what's the point of having him play. Yeah, exactly. He's not gonna be. He plays the preseason. Whoop de doo. He's missing four weeks. Yeah, that's like less. Let's less reps for Garoppolo. Yeah, let's get Garoppolo team. in there. I'm not even a fan of the Patriots, but I'm not even an idiot, and I know that. I just think that everybody who gave the Patriots a hard time about this thing, like whether or not you think that Tom Brady did it. You have to, you have to recognize that Roger Goodell right now is is now been kind of, at, to whatever extent Roger Goodell was leashed beforehand, he's off the leash now and yeah. can do whatever the hell he wants. Oh no, he's got free reign and it's awful. He's basically just going to be hiding under by under that um, under that you know quote unquote protect the shield clause in the uh, collective bargaining agreement from now on. Five years from now, going to be interesting. Yeah, I I think that this is like one of the big things that the players are gonna have the players union is gonna have to fight for. I smell a holdout coming. I smell a whole bunch of controversy coming with this guy. Good news, baseball. <laughs> yeah, he can literally do whatever the hell he wants right yep. now, and no one can say anything about it. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, so if Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, and James Harrison don't come and get interviewed about a report that. Uh, is was done by a news organization that don't, that no longer exists. Al Jazeera America no longer exists. Yeah, it's not around anymore, is it? No, no. Um, they were completely discredited because this news report does not <laughs> was not correct. Yeah, that's that's like the oddest thing about this whole thing. It's like you're taking what a company that no longer a paper that no longer exists because of all the stuff that they basically lied about yeah. in stories, and you're saying, well, if you don't talk to me about this. We're going to have serious You're issues. You're non-cooperative. Yeah. yeah I can James Harrison it. and all of them are like, uh, so if Peyton, have, if Peyton passed, how come we don't get the clear? You have to do whatever, whatever Roger Goodell says or else you will be suspended. I feel like James Harrison should just go in with like a bat and eat, bite the bat's head off while in front <laughs> of Goodell just to assert dominance and make basically Goodell pee in his pants and be like, are we good? And Goodell's just like, yeah, you, you can go. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Goodell's probably not even going to meet these guys face-to-face. Like, maybe he will, but... Skype call. It, it, it's, but it, no, it's like even more subtle things. Like, the day after that report came out, James Harrison got random, quote-unquote, randomly drug tested. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's things like that. Like, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to do those kinds of things. And I was listening to an interview with one of the, uh, with a former NFL player. I completely forget which player it was, but... Basically, if you need to, oh, it was with uh, it was with Ricky Williams at, on Bill Simmons' new show. Um, you basically need to be on call at all times and let everyone know exactly where you are. Uh, like the NFL lets you let you know where you are at all times. So if they need you to pee in a cup at some point, you have forty five minutes to do it, or else it's a failed drug test. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And that and that's you know that's a that's a regular thing. And now if you don't do that anymore, Roger Goodell can just suspend you. Yeah. Like, is this the league that we want to live in, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, I'm also slightly frustrated because of Lane Johnson and his failed drug test. But not. But yes, and I don't know even know what's going on with that. I have no idea. Is right that tackle, an Eagles player yeah, that right gets steroids? The Eagles. They signed him to like a six-year big contract, and all of a sudden it came out that it was his second positive test, so he'd be suspended for ten nice. games. Beautiful. But then he came out saying everything I took was Legal. through the app that the NFLPA gives them. Right. And he's like, so it's BS if I fail for something that you said I was legally allowed to take. Yeah. So the NFL continues to be an awesome mess of a league uh, love people it. are gonna keep watching because we love <laughs> ourselves some football and fantasy even more all right um that's the nfl folks yeah bright bright and cheery <laughs> yep as always don't worry next week we'll have some really you know hot takes yeah next week i think we're gonna go on and do a full on i'm gonna I'm, i have my i've been doing some research this year and i think i got a Ooh. good idea of what's going on so i guess i gotta uh, get it all in that 
Yes, you do, sir. You got some homework. We'll have to do that early because I'm leaving Thursday morning for <laughs> the wedding. Fine by me. Oh, yeah. Well, you want a carpool or what do you uh, think? Yeah, you know, save gas. Okay. Help cool. the earth. Yeah. Um, pick me up then Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, cool. So we can get into Olympics now. And Greg, this is nothing to do with me being, you know, under the weather, me being a little low energy. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little burnt out on the Olympics. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. I like the voice though that you're carrying in this <laughs> podcast today. It's, it's nice. It's mellow. It's gives silky the, smooth. Gives the right? listeners something else to go yeah, with. Absolutely. I'm normally so high energy and whatnot, and this yeah. week it's uh, it's down, it's down to earth. Get like some like slow playing music behind you. Oh yeah, I'm in a jazz club right now, man. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. just have you say a few things and add the music in later, just for fun. <laughs> I'll send you a couple tracks. <laughs> I want Slayer, Rain and Blood. No, no. Um, <laughs> so the the Olympics are still going on. Still going strong too. Um, I, I'm telling you, man. I'm a little Olymp- I'm a little Olympic out. This happens to me every single time the Olympics come on. Happens so to everybody, the, not just you. The swimming is so exciting, and you're, you're into all the races, and oh, Michael Phelps, and oh, Katie Ledecky, and the gymnastics, and Simone Biles is amazing, and all this kind uh, of stuff. Raisman just doing the flips in it. Exactly, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're just like, oh, am I gonna watch, you know, swimming for the fifth night in a row now? Yeah. You know, and like, oh, it, it's so it's, it's still it's still beach volleyball that it's still happening. You uh, know? I think you concluded it last night. Well, no, but I'm saying like oh, yeah. after like you know two weeks of it, I'm like, no, it's that's that's still going on. And then all of a sudden, but track starts, track and field starts, and, and you're like, all right, off high, this is the thing, quick. right? Oh, Usain Bolt, here it is, and you know we have all these amazing athletes that are happening, and but like you know, it's, I'm, I'm gonna watch someone run for an, another another four nights straight, you know? Yeah, um, it's the semifinals and stuff that kill you. They're, they're large, you know, they're large swaths of not running, you know, because they just, they're yeah. five, they're like, they're what, 30 second races, so. The worst is the 10,000 like meter races, because yeah. it's like, hey, how many laps do they have up? Oh, 30? Cool. So right now, I'm kind of in a weird spot with the Olympics. And also, we, we started off so high with the Olympics. Every All the this, all this stories coming out where, you know, oh, it's not much of a mess as everybody says. And all of a sudden, this lucky thing kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, there's been other things that's like, hey, some things are pretty messy. But they've done a good job sweeping out the rug. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we only have, what, another day or two at most? It's The Olympics think, close on Sunday? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Closing ceremony. So, uh, so I mean, I'm, it's almost over. It's sad, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's a little sad, but it's kind of, uh, Olympics is like you're, like, a semester in college or something like that. Like, it's it's really good in theory. You're very excited when you yeah. go into it, and the first few weeks and months are awesome. Then you have, like, the dog days that are like, oh, I'm not totally into it anymore. And then towards the end, you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to miss this. this. I'll be excited when the next one comes around. Yeah. You know, especially the summer ones because the summer it's just complete U.S. domination. That's true. Yeah, U.S. has completely blown everybody else out of the water. They almost have they have I think thirty five gold, thirty three silvers, thirty two bronze. They're at a hundred medals total. Last I saw, they've probably added to that already. But you know, China and Great Britain's actually second right now with fifty eight total medals. And and did like, I predict that Great Britain was going to be second? I'm pretty no, you sure. No, you said third. You said, ch- oh, I said we third. both agreed U.S. China. I went Australia. You went Great Britain. Yeah, that was a silly, silly thing for you to do, Greg. You know what? I didn't think so. <laughs> I thought Australia was going to do pretty well with swimming, get elected a lot through that. Um, China's got the overall medal count for second, but just uh, Great Britain's got the second. The most second gold. most golds, yeah. Yeah, so you know. Uh, but U.S. just killing everybody. Yeah, 100 total medals for the U.S., man. Uh, I mean, we still cool. got basketball to be decided for both men and women, which women are going to win if so, they don't. Uh, the men? Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this team, man? This team is, like, not exactly inspired a lot of confidence in, in the United States basketball Could it be fans. because they literally have, like, Instagrammed them doing everything but practicing basketball? I, I, I think that this... I think that's part of it. This is also the worst thing that's happened to KD in a while because he has not looked good this summer. No. There, there's been no game. Like, every single time ESPN wants to push KD across because he's the big story this summer, and it's like, oh, he's got, he got 12 points. And Carmelo <laughs> Anthony got, like, 21 and stepped up big when the U.S. needed somebody to. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, so Melo actually is the star of the Olympic yeah. men's team? This is weird. Objectively, knowing nothing about either sport outside of the Olympics, what do you think is more impressive, the Phelps thing or the Bolt thing? Uh, I mean, Phelps for sheer numbers impressive. Yeah. The Bolt thing's impressive because 
there's only been two other men that have ever gotten nine gold medals in track and field. Yeah. Carl Lewis and I can't think of the other one. He's from like Argentina or something, I want to say. Right. But so both of them are at nine. Bolt can do that tonight if, if they win the four by one relay. But the fact of how much he's dominated the 100 and 200 in all three Olympics, it's the last Olympics. He's already said he's not coming back. Well, yeah. It's going to be hard. I mean, at 32, it's hard for any runner to keep up probably with the young guys, especially the guy from Canada, DeGrasse. Yeah, he's very good. Because he's, he's been getting close. I think that that's the, the biggest thing about what Bolt has done. It's that, you know, it's, I feel like basketball is similar – or excuse me, uh, running and, and sprinting is similar to basketball in that sense or even football, whereas, like, as soon as you hit – or, like, the skill positions in football. Yeah. Where as soon as you hit, like, the wrong side of 30, like, no matter what, no matter what kind of shape you're in, there's no way you're going to be the fastest person alive, just physically. Yeah. It, it's tough for you to maintain the mantle of fastest person alive. So to do it, you know, in – you know, three straight Olympics. I mean, 12 yeah. years apart. And we even, I mean, we've seen the effects it has to an extent. The fact that uh, um, Bolt's times every time has been slower these Olympics than they were in London. Right. Which were slower than they were in Beijing. Beijing, right. So, I mean, it just shows you the difference that it has <coughs> in all of this that, you know, he is getting effects of getting older. Right. But, I mean, he's still just somehow faster than everybody else. Like, yeah. He, the 200 last night was ridiculous because the guy DeGrasse from Canada, who was the closest, ran a 19.8 in the semifinals against a bolt, and that's when they crossed the line smiling at each other. That's hilarious. You sent me the Snapchats of <laughs> them being like, you motherfucker, you, or something along those lines. But, uh, like, last night, Bolt won with a 19.78, but he blew everybody away. So even the guy from Canada couldn't be consistent enough to beat him. So it's just amazing how dominant he still is, even when he's not at his top game. Yeah, I would. Uh, and there's also been, you know, like you can name on at the top of your like hand like a few of these sprinters that are close to the the you know fastest in the world. Like there's there's almost there's almost like less competition in swimming than there is in sprinting. Yeah. So you have a lot of people, less people coming from the throne. But I guess it really is impressive that Michael Phelps has dominated at least a bunch of different styles, too. Like, you also don't see Bolt, like, dominating hurdles and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he said at one point he's never done a mile race in, like, in his life. Right. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's, like, he said something like he didn't even run a mile, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of funny. So it's funny. But, I mean, if you think about it, even in the 100-meter dash, like, you just said how close it can be in the competition. Like, Justin Gatlin, if Bolt stumbles and takes one misstep coming out of the blocks... He doesn't win the race. Right. So, yeah, he may start off slow, but, like, in swimming, you at least have, usually with Phelps's race, it's 100 meters. So, you'd get to one end of the pool. You'd kind of have an idea of where you are position-wise and what you need to do to finish off, and Phelps could turn it on a little more. Bolt, if he just makes the slightest mistake, couldn't miss the medal stand completely. Right. Um, <clears throat> when you look back on this Olympics... And you had to boil it down to a single person. You say this is going to be 2016 will be the Olympics of. Ooh, that's actually a hard question. Yeah. Because there's a lot of options. I mean, Phelps obviously is always going to be the guy that people think of just because of what he's done. Right. Bolt with track. Uh, I mean, the other impressive thing that doesn't get as much attention is Ashton Eaton, the decathlete. Yeah, he won the decathlon. He won the decathlon. So to repeat in the decathlon. You're considered the world's greatest athlete because you basically have to be really good at 10 different events. The 100 meters, the hurdles, pole vault, javelin, discus, shot put, 1500 meter, 400 meter, um, long yeah. jump. That's what made and that's what made Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, so famous. Yeah, was and he, he only did it once. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that Ashton Eaton came out again and tied an Olympic record, he owns the world record in the event. Um, is just incredible. And yeah, he gets one medal. So think about this. In two Olympics, he's done 20 events, technically. Yeah. He gets two medals for being the best at those 20 events. Yeah. So it's nuts. But I mean, only two other people have ever done them. And the last one came in like the 40s or 30s, I believe. Exactly. So it's just phenomenal. He won't get the recognition, but I mean, okay. as so a track person, I recognize what he's done. Okay, so when you look back on this Olympics, you say it's the Olympics of Eden? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Wow. That was a hot, 
burning hot take. Um, I'm going to go uh, and say that this is... Hmm, I want to give it. I want to give it to Ledecky. I just don't think that she's got the charisma to hold on to it. Like Phelps and Bolt have the charisma, but I don't think this will ever be the Olympics of Phelps or Bolt. I think that that Beijing will always qualify oh, as the Phelps Olympics of Phelps, his, yeah. Phelps and Bolt. At least Phelps. Yeah. That was the Olympics of Phelps. I would say London might be Bolt. London might be Bolt. I'm gonna go Biles. Uh, That's a good choice. I think that I think that Biles, um, even though like. I mean, even balance beam, man, like she fell and won a bronze, you know, like she fell on the balance beam and won a bronze medal. Um, like that's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that she's going to be the star coming out of this Olympics. I think that she's got star quality and star power. I already seen her in a couple commercials and a couple tied commercials. Got she had a couple. Zach Efron. Exactly. She had, I was about to say, she had a couple good social media moments, meeting Zach Efron, all this kind of stuff. Um, she's a fresh face, which is good. Um, I think that she is gonna, as opposed to you know your uh, your your Bolt or your your Phelps, and then uh, I just think that she's got way more charisma and star power than Ledecky does. I think that Ledecky's fantastic, and I think that she's very a sweet girl, and she seems like super down to earth and all that kind of cool stuff. But I think star power. Yeah. I think we're gonna look back on Rio and say that was the that was the Olympics of Biles. Yeah, because I mean, even Ledecky, Ledecky doesn't even have the star power that Missy Franklin had in London. Yeah, Missy Franklin at least was like America's sweetheart. She was this nice, wholesome. Well, girl. star power, yeah, but she has the ten, wait ten times the talent. <laughs> Not ten well, I mean, times. Franklin yeah. dominated in London. Well, no, that's true. That's she true. just didn't dominate in Rio. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so I'm gonna go Biles on this one, and I think that she'll be back for 2020 in Tokyo. Basically, it, what we're saying is the USA is the dominant story of the Rio. Olympics. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Even I mean, Carrie I mean, Walsh, who got a bronze. In, in my heart, this will be in my heart. This will be the Olympics of Adrian Carambula, aka Mr. Skyball. <laughs> cool. Um, that was all the Olympics coverage that we have. Oh, we want to talk about the Lochte thing. Yeah, we should probably talk about the Lochte thing. All right, everyone's talking about the Lochte thing. For those so who live under, let us talk about it. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because that's the bit. Oh, so they live inside of Ryan Lochte's head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lochte and a group of other swimmers, and I want to get the exact uh, names on here just so we can have it on a record, sir. But see, we don't remember their names for a reason because Lochte, they're not man. super famous. So Lochte and a group of bros um, went out after, you know, some night in Rio, right? Um, there was four of the, those other guys, and they actually reported that they were robbed at gunpoint early Sunday morning. Uh, they said that their cab was pulled over by men who were impersonating police officers. That took their wallets. Took their wallets and their money. Yeah. Uh, they stuck guns in their, uh, in, you know, at their heads and told them to get down on the ground. To which um, Lochte responded, whatever. Whatever. Classic Lochte. Um and then it turns out Rio police say that the story was fabricated. Um, Video Fernando Veloso, chief of Rio civil police, said the men were drunk and smashed up a gas station bathroom before being confronted by security guards. Veloso said guards flashed a gun to prevent the men from leaving the scene, which ended with the swimmers giving about $55 to pay for the damage. And there's video yeah. of this confrontation. Don't, hey, you left out a key point. They also peed all over the place. <coughs> exactly. So, you know... Fantastic stuff. Um, this is this is really intense, man. I mean, like you can't. I, I understand the idea of you know you want to. I guess I understand the idea of you want to cover your tracks a little bit. And you want to try to, you know. I don't even know. I can't. I can't understand the mindset. I guess. Well, it's not even behind Lochte saying this. Think about it this way: none of that would have even. This wouldn't have been a story if Lochte didn't one call like his mother and father and basically tell them, and then they went to the media to tell them. Right. So. That probably that started all right. If anything, they may have gotten a little bit trouble, hit slap on the wrist from the IOC, maybe the USOC, but it would not have blown up into this as much as it did. And just, I mean, it's just amazing. It's frustrating because even though he's had a lot of goodwill, um, I, I feel I, even though he didn't win, I mean, he's had a lot of goodwill in this Olympics. This being his last Olympics, we all wanted to celebrate a little bit of luck. Apparently, he said he might try for Tokyo. There's no way, especially after this. There's no way. No, definitely not. Um, so I think that this is, uh, it's just a weird story, man. It's weird all around too, just because though Lochte ended up going back to the U S before the judge ordered that his passport and everything be held. So he can't leave. You had two guys taken off a plane, which do we get the names? No. Uh, uh I want to say one of them was like Gunner. That sounds familiar. 
Well, they had, yeah, they had two they had, uh, two people who were uh, at the airport held up. Yeah, so you had those two guys taken off the plane, and then you had the other one who they thought was back in the U.S., and he wasn't. Right. So uh, it was Gunnar Bentz and Jack Conger who got, were taken off the plane, I want to say. And then the other one, I know this is riveting stuff, people. Can't find his name. Oh, Fagan. That's who it was. Fagan was the other swimmer who was held back in Brazil. And the weirdest thing about this whole story was Fagan, to basically able to leave Brazil, had to pay ten grand and eight hundred dollars or I'm sorry, be donating ten thousand dollars to a charity to get his passport returned to him. Doesn't that sound a little sketchy? Yeah, that just all sounds a little weird. To Especially me. for something that nobody got hurt, nothing serious happened. Yeah, they po- pulled down a poster, they peed all the floors so the janitor has to clean it up, and they I may have destroyed a soap dish. Right. So the fact that this is what's coming out of it and this is what Brazil ordered, more so sounds like a, hey, donate this money to the judge and cops and people's pockets and we'll make it all go away. Right. Yeah, I, I have no idea, man. I think this is a uh, this is just a weird, weird story. I don't know if it's even going away in, uh, for a while either, because I think the Brazilian government wants to bring Lochte back, kind of thing. You yeah, know, I mean, like, it's just. But what, is, what are they going to bring him back on? Fabrication. Fabricating a crime. The fact that I mean, you can understand where he may have gotten the thought in his head. <laughs> He's one, not bright. We've seen no. this in the years yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Not two. Not the sharpest if tool. they were drunk as drunk as they were saying they were as a skunk apparently yeah if the even the gas people if they're saying how these guys were that inebriated they didn't know what was going on if you're in a car and you get in the car and a guy in a security uniform comes up to you and points a gun at you and it's talking in portuguese which you probably don't understand especially when you're drunk you could probably you know fathom the brain taking that as we were robbed by cops. They took our money. And plain and simple, you could get understand where that came from. Once the details came out, they've apologized. They've been like, you know, it was our bad. We made a mistake. And you can understand maybe where it came from. Classic my bad. Yeah, classic my bad. He could have pulled the psych and my bad. Could have pulled all the psych more than my bad. But I mean, it's an idea of where that could have come from. You know what? I You know... Brazil, let it go. You have so much corruption and robberies and things. This shouldn't be be like, hey, this one that was reported actually didn't happen. So, you know, knock that one off the 10,000 that did occur. Right. Um, all right, man. Let's put Lochte to bed. Um, Olympics, I appreciate your your entertainment of me during this horrible, horrible downtime in sports. But next week, we're going to actually have a full-on football preview that I'm very excited football for. Football gasm happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else that we want to touch on in sports, man? The uh, world? I mean, with the Olympics coming to the end, the IOC going away for a little bit, oh, I right. put up a poll on our uh, Twitter handle, and we're it basically this, asked... We're keeping this episode very light, Greg. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's what happens sometimes, James. Sometimes you got to make the hard stances on life. Sometimes realness gets in the realm <laughs> of sports. Yeah. And uh, we basically said, what's the most corrupt in sports? The options were the IOC, FIFA, and Roger Goodell. Let's really kind of break this down because I I hate Roger Goodell. Now I don't normally use those words. You're not the only one, well. James. I hate Roger Goodell. Our um, our poll showed FIFA and Goodell tied for the most corrupt with 35 percent each. The IOC came close with 30 percent. I just think that when you so even despite my massive hatred for Roger Goodell and just the fact that I think the guy's scum. It's well established. He's, like, he's not he's not doing anything that's legitimately criminal, which the IOC and the FIFA have both done. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? I guess he's the lowest technically of corruptness. Like I think that you have to start with that baseline, right? Like who has done something that is worth being arrested and charged with a crime? Yeah. Roger Goodell's probably not doing anything that's being arrested he's and charged just with a crime. He's power hungry. He's power hungry, and they gave, and he got power given yeah. to him by the players' union. So, so if he's done anything, he's just pulled the wall over on a union, which basically. you know is what it is. I think next, I probably will put IOC in the middle. I put IOC in the middle just because, like, they're not a hundred percent. Like, they're 
they're corrupt. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the official, the top Europe official getting arrested during the games. Yeah, from the UK. Uh, then for... had medical issues. Well, he had medical issues while he was getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. Um, no Coincidentally. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, so you, you probably have a lot less IOC officials getting arrested for things that are criminal. But, I mean, it's sketchy the way that they kind of go about and trying to get these, these games, you know, certain places. You yeah, know what I, I mean? mean, it's so, it's so bad. Um, and just the way that they kind of like, I don't know, go into these third, you know, these, these not third world countries, but, you know. These these poor countries make them construct all these stadiums and then just bounce and have zero yeah zero no, support system for any of these places. Like right now in Greece, there's they they have an enormous baseball stadium that's not being used yeah, for anything other than the Syrian places. refugees. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Awful. Um, but it's it's FIFA. What yeah. makes it a little funny to me is uh, the IOC. I was on my way down to New Jersey. I was listening to comedy and I had Robin Williams come on. So this was eight nine ten years ago he did this comedy thing in dc yeah and it was talking about chicago versus rio for the 2016 olympics hmm. which i was like that's kind of funny that it kid popped up on my playlist yeah and he was talking to me he's like he goes if you don't think the ioc and like the olympics are like corrupt or anything he goes let's put this in perspective he goes it was chicago and oprah versus rio so you know nice safe area you know compared to let's get kidnapped and potentially killed he goes, but you want to know what probably turned the events? He goes, you got Oprah or you got strippers and money and Brazilian women with Brazilian wax yeah. areas. He's like, what do you think the IOC is going to take? Exactly. Let's go to Rio. Let's have some fun people. Right. <laughs> and it was just like, it's so true though. It's so true. But I think that it's like bar none. I think that FIFA just has to be the, the most corrupt sport. Yeah. I mean, I got one word time. for you. Qatar. Yeah, exactly. Like that that's that's that starts and stops the conversation. Yeah. Um so I think, you know, great poll, but I think it's FIFA, IOC, Goodell. Yeah, I mean it also doesn't FIFA will never not be on the top seeing how they got like rated by Interpol and like the FBI and top officials in the gut, like their organization were arrested for bribes and all this other horrible stuff yeah exactly so yeah congrats fifa you're still number one bloods on your hands all right so keeping it uh let's let's get a little bit lighter towards the end of the podcast here greg we got a little bit of time left here yeah we can keep it local (laughs) talk about the sadness not not even sad i don't even care uh so we are in massachusetts so top show here for a while was a show called dennis and callahan one guy in their thing dennis is now retiring he's stepping down uh Mainly because of basically health issues, but it's really because he hated the third co-host that they added. Yep. So, you know, uplifting stuff. Nothing like taking a 17-year or almost 20-year show and it going out the window because they decided to add a third personality that didn't get along with one. Uh, Yeah. So fantastic stuff. R.I.P. John Dennis. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so let's get down. Uh, this is probably going to be one of our last uh, pop culture start bench cuts for a while. Just yeah. because we finally are going to have some football to talk about. We'll throw them in once in a while. Um, oh, we never did Pepper. That's very sad. We'll do that next week. It's okay. I don't know if there was much to Pepper this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like that, though. We need to continue doing that. No, we can, we can still do that. Don't worry. Um, okay, so but this is our la- this is probably one of our last... Um, pop culture ones for a little while just because we're going to finally have football back and I think that we want to do a little bit of start bench cut for some football storylines. Yeah. But um, I saw Sausage Party this weekend. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it's not, it's very, very silly, way over the top, very raunchy and not too long and that's very important to me. That is important. Um, but in honor of that, what we want to do is start bench cut Seth Rogen movies. Um, now it was tough to narrow down the list for the three that we wanted to pick, um, but I think we had a good couple. Th- uh, I think we had a good three, Greg. Yeah, I feel like we need to get like a Seth Rogen laugh in here somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not doing that. Um, I tried one impression on this show before, and it did not go that well. Oh yeah, I failed miserably. <laughs> so uh, the three movies that we decided to go with are as follows: number one, Knocked Up. Or two, Pineapple Express, and three, This is the End. Um, so these are some pretty good movies, man. Um, so heavy hitters in his lineup. It's, yes. It's I, no I, Green Hornet. No Green Hornet, yeah. 
Um, a, that, was, that was so bad. We he got him in shape, though, so you know that's good for him. Those are the ones that he's really kind of like the lead actor yeah. in. I mean, you know, he could have gone with, um, you know, Super Bad. He could have gone with 40 Year Old Virgin. Um, even could have gone with like 50 50. Um, or that was a good movie. Night, night Before. Um, but we went with uh, Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, and this is the end. Well, it's like his start, his middle, like, peak of his you know stardom pineapple yeah, exactly. express and then this is the end kind of just showed that group of friends that he works with now all the time um do you want to go first or you want me to go first i can go first all right do it i feel comfortable yeah make it happen so uh you know i've seen all three think they're all pretty funny Kid start okay. i know right <laughs> it's always a key factor i think in this that i've actually seen these movies but I, it's not like i've just seen them once i've seen all of them multiple times i own knocked up and pineapple express I didn't buy This Is The End, but it was on like one of those movie channels that I get. So anytime it's on, I watched it. Uh, so I'm going to start Knocked Up. Got to go with, uh, you know, one that really put him on the map. It's just a funny movie all around in general. I mean, I will never not think about when I'm dancing. The He's doing the dice move too much. <laughs> just because you got to throw the dice out there every once in a while. And it's just overall a really good movie. I think it's hilarious. Good concept. It's funny because, you know, it's something that does happen people just one night stands turning into uh oh yeah uh i got a girl pregnant crap right and trying to figure that out so you know but that's just a classic like thing in general Catherine heigl probably the funniest she's ever been because after that movie her career tanked right uh and it's not because of that movie it's because of her but uh so i'm gonna start knocked up (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna bench this is the end gotcha i saw that movie was hilarious it had a great cast of just like comics in it Jonah Hill being possessed, always funny, just because it's Jonah Hill and a fat yeah. possessed guy is always going to be funnier than a skinny possessed guy. Right. But just the whole concept behind it, world ending, but somehow these celebrity comedians all survive and slowly getting to get go up to heaven if they get a chance. And at the end, having Channing Tatum like tied up as Danny McBride's bitch. Right. That I think that's what sealed it for me to put that on my bench. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bench Pineapple Express. Mainly because it's much more pot humor and stuff and not ever smoking marijuana or any of that. Right. It's not something I connect with as much. So I still thought it was funny, but it's not, I don't get the stoner humor as much as others might. It's fair. Okay. So, I mean, the only funny part to me again was just like when they had to hide in the dumpster when nobody was actually like chasing them really for a while. Right. I like how I'm touching on like key moments that I remember from each movie that pop into my head as I'm talking. So yeah, start knocked up, bench, this is the end, and I'm going to cut Pineapple Express. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. Um, I appreciate it, Greg. I think that you're incorrect, as always. Yes. <laughs> I am starting Pineapple Express. I Damn love it. that movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, you said I was right. It's one of my... I thought I said you were incorrect. Oh, I thought you said I was correct. Oh, no, I don't think you're correct. Oh, okay. Well, that makes um, more sense now. I don't know why I celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, me neither, to be honest with you. I am uh, Pineapple Express, one of my favorite movies. And uh, when I was in high school, there was two Seth Rogen movies that were my favorite in high school. Super Bad was one of them, and Pineapple Express was the other. Uh, we're not gonna do Super Bad right now because he wasn't really like the lead in that movie. But Pineapple Express is one of my all-time favorites. I just love, uh, I love the entire concept behind it. I think it's very funny. I like when you can uh, crime movies are always my favorite type of movies. So when you can make a funny crime movie. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, I love, uh, and let me just make sure that I get his name right because I can't always remember this actor's name, but he's always really funny in it. Um, his name is, oh man, this is just total, total. Uh, his name is Gary Cole. I love Gary Cole as Ted, um, and you recognize him definitely. He was, uh, he was, he's been in like a bunch of different things. Yeah, he's always in like he's always in. He was the main movies. drug dealer guy. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I think that every single time um, that Craig Robinson and uh, <clears throat> the other guy, oh god, this is like the worst in the Danny world. Danny McBride. Not Danny McBride. It was the other guy who is also always in everything. Ah, oh, God, I can't even. You didn't uh, even Kevin pre- Corrigan. Thank you. you. I was going to say, you weren't even prepared for this. No, not at all. So anytime that Danny McBride, I know Craig Robinson and Kevin Corrigan were together, they're the ones that were like uh, Matheson and all that. Like um, that whole scene was fantastic. I just love the whole movie um, and I've seen it a million times. So I'm going to start Pineapple Express. 
Um, I'm going to bench This is the End. I really think that this movie is hilarious. I think that the writing is fantastic. I love the caricature caricatures of celebrities that everybody plays. I like that Jonah Hill's a douchebag in it. Uh, he plays one really well. I love that James Franco is obsessed with Seth Rogen in it, and he's got like all of these pictures of them two together, like in his <laughs> in his place. Um, I think that Jay Bruchel is underrated as a comedian. I think that he's very funny, and I really liked him in She's Out of My League. I was gonna say he's the guy from that, right? Yep. And then I, uh, to cap it all off, I really like when Michael Sarah pretends to be all coked up and smacks Rihanna on the ass and she punches him. <laughs> I think that that's so fucking funny. Um, that scene alone puts it into my bench. And then you have the whole Danny McBride thing, the Channing Tatum thing. Um, I listened to an interview with Seth Rogen on The Nerdist, and he had a really funny story about finding the original email that he sent out to Channing Tatum to be like come down to Louisiana for a few days and dress up in a gimp costume and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and he said it was very straightforward and immediately he was like, yes, absolutely, I'll I'm do in. it. <laughs> so I really liked that one. And despite me really liking this movie, I'm uh, cutting Knocked Up. Um, I, I think that it's kind of run its course for me a little bit. Uh, I really liked it the first time I saw it. Um, I think that Leslie Mann is the MVP of that movie. I think that she is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Catherine Heigl's sister in the movie. I think that she's so funny. And the doormans, doorman scene with Greg Ro- Craig Robinson has become like one of my family's like all-time things. Like whenever whenever someone does anything, you're like, you're just a doorman, doorman, doorman. And we think that that <laughs> I know it's a, a Petrosky family, Petrosky family, like tradition, tradition now. Thanksgiving, just, yeah, we just doorman. Yeah, we, we just doorman each other all the time, and we think it's so funny. Um, but I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it just doesn't do it for me, man. Like not anymore, at least. I think that it's the most sentimental of the three movies. It gets like super rom-commy towards the end. I'm not a Katherine Heigl guy. No matter how charming, whatever you think that she might be, I think she's very shrill in this movie and every movie that she's ever been in. And in real life. In real life. <laughs> so I'm not a huge Heigl guy. Um, and I think that there's been so many other funny movies that Apatow and Rogan have done together that I'm just not on board with this one as much anymore, even though I still think it's really funny. Did they do Funny People? They did Funny People. That was a good movie, too. I liked Funny People. People kind of give that one crap because it gets weird towards the middle and towards the end well, and less sad. funny. It's pretty sad. But uh, I really like Funny People. Yeah. And uh, I think that Seth Rogen's really like good Adam in that Sandler's one, too. Sandler's last really good movies. But so, okay, start Pineapple Express, bench, this is the end, and cut, knocked up. So we agree on one thing. Always. This is the end. We always agree on the bench, man. We always agree on the This isn't the end of uh, the show. This is just, we agreed on this is the end. This is actually the end of this show. I think that we have pretty much covered everything we want to do, right? Yeah, I guess so. Anything else you want to talk about before we let everyone go, Greg? No, unless you have like any surprise news that just came into your life. No surprise news that's coming to my life. That's um, disappointing. Yeah, we're gonna try to get it back towards Wednesdays. Uh, you know, in terms of what day we're gonna actually do the podcast. We just had a couple Friday shows, man. Yeah, uh, keeping right. it light for the weekend. We're we're real life. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happens when you have jobs and other things come up, and you yeah, have exactly. to figure out two people's Side schedule. Note, if anybody wants to hire us to do this full time, like you know, shoot us over an email. Hey, I heard uh, some guy stepping down in a local radio station. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to fill the void. All right, man. Um, so for everyone that's here at the sports dance, the entire team here, all of our interns, all of our production team, all of our crew, you guys are the real heroes. We just want to say thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and see you next week on the sports dance. Have a good one, guys.